Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Night Tapes. Today we are going to be speaking about WandaVision, all nine episodes of them. So I've got a cup of tea, but if you want to get a drink, whether that be a coffee, a gin or a body, and listen. So before we begin, I just wanted to say I do apologise if you can hear any banging, any builders type sounds. What am I trying to say? Basically, my next door neighbour, I think, is having some building builders in to do something. I have no idea. But unfortunately, it just means that I've been trying throughout a whole of this week to record this podcast, but they've obviously been doing their job. And it just means that there is banging. So yeah, so if you can hear that, I do apologise. It's annoying for me as well as anyone else, but I'm not going to be rude and say to them, Oi, when do you leave? <laughs> Not gonna lie, a few um, mornings it has been really, really cold, and I've been waking up quite early, and I've been so tempted to just be like, "Does anyone want a cup of tea?" <laughs> but I'm too like socially scared to like just go, "Hi, do you want a cup of tea?" to a stranger. <laughs> but I just thought, effort. If there's banging in the background, there is banging in the background. We're just gonna carry on and record this episode. So let's begin. Of course, there is going to be spoilers, so if you don't want to know what happens in WandaVision, just go watch it. It's on Disney+, and what I did is I watched each episode and then kind of wrote down my interpretation of what happened in that episode, basically, and then I'm just going to read my notes to you. That's essentially what's going to go down. Obviously, now I know exactly why things happened in the earlier episodes, and I know what the outcome is, but we're going to start off with episode one. It's in black and white by the way the first episode so it gave me like 1950s vibes and it was like if anyone's watched the show bewitched um where like the husband goes to work and he's a human but the wife is actually a witch kind of theme um however obviously we know the husband is a vision and he's far from a human as possible The first couple of episodes are actually in front of a live audience as well. So you kind of get that like fake laughing, like like Friends and the Big Bang Theory and things like that. They've got a live audience in WandaVision. In WandaVision as well, it actually, like the first episode, actually includes like 1950s adverts, which I was like, well confused, like what's going on here? Vision goes to work, he's got a full-time job, Um, he does amazingly at his job, but doesn't remember what the job position actually is, like it's almost like there's holes in all of their memories. All he knows is that he asks his colleague, says like, what do we actually do here? And his colleague is almost like in a, how can I describe it, like a repeating he just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again and he just says like all I know is that ever since you've been here the numbers have been gone up like 300% so it was quite confusing there I was trying to figure out and especially in the first episode like what is going on here so Wanda and Vision are trying to fit into the 1950s lifestyle and Vision actually has his boss over for some dinner Mr Hart and Mrs Hart Wanda is obviously whipping up this lovely dinner and the idea is that if the dinner goes well, Vision can get a promotion. If the dinner doesn't go well, then he could potentially lose his job. However, later on, when they actually sit down to eat and naturally you have like a conversation, Mr. and Mr. Mrs. Hart says to Wanda and Vision, so how did you two meet? You know, where where was your wedding? When was your anniversary? You know, just common questions that might come up. And they cannot remember any answers to any of those questions. And it's almost like a glitch in the matrix, if that makes sense. Like, it's just like something's gone wrong here. Mr. and Mrs. Hart start repeating what they're saying, like, over and over again. And essentially, in episode one, you just figure out, like, something's going on, but you're not too sure what. And I thought, episode one especially... I was like, oh my God, that's so quick. Like it ended very easy, very quickly. And then I realized it was only 30 minutes long. And I thought each nine of the nine episodes was 60 minutes long, like an hour long each. So I was quite surprised that they were just 30 minutes each. Episode two, and we're still continuing with the black and white theme. I think we're moving on to like 1960s, but maybe late 50s vibes as well. And they're living in a town called Westview, right? And they've got an annual talent show that's going on. And Wanda in WandaVision wants to really fit in and almost have like a completely normal life. 
So Wanda thinks it would be a good idea for her and Vision to go uh, into the talent show as um, contestants. Just a bit of fun and also to get to know the neighbours. However, I think, what was it, Vision was chewing on chewing gum or something like that and accidentally swallowed it. And because he's technically a machine, it all got stuck and he was almost like he was acting drunk. It was quite weird. After Wanda helped to remove the chewing gum, Vision kind of just went back to normal, really. So whilst in the talent show, Wanda and Vision meet all other almost characters in the in this WandaVision kind of show of this town of Westview. But at the end of the episode, they Wanda and Vision go home and literally suddenly she pops out and she's pregnant, but doesn't remember kind of falling pregnant. And after Wanda and Vision has a kiss, the whole room slowly turns into colour, like as in colour TV of what we watch nowadays. So by the end of the second episode, I was definitely like what's going on it's something's going on like it's not just a nor it's not this WandaVision TV show that they're portraying I was like it's, it's got to be a fake and it's something's got to be happening behind it like what's what's the danger what's the who's the enemy what's going on and I was not hooked but I was like I just need to know what's going on here <laughs> so in episode three again it's uh fast forward a another decade and it's like in the 70s again this is when it's all color so we're not in black and white anymore and Wanda is pregnant and it's almost like the pregnancy is accelerating very fast so obviously naturally nine months and then you pop out a child whereas Wanda it's almost like every minute is like almost like a week of pregnancy or something like that I'm not too sure what the exact ratio is but it's like she got it's almost like she got pregnant on the Monday and by the Friday she's given birth it's something like that however because she's pregnant obviously hormones are going all over the place and she cannot control her powers it's everything's kind of like flying everywhere like I said about episode one and the dinner with Vision's bosses, it's the same with within episode two and three. There's almost like glitches in the system and something's not quite right. You know, when they were doing a black and white show, there would be a bright yellow and red helicopter. So it's little things like that that kind of makes you think something's going on here, but we're not too sure, sure what. Wanda then gives birth to two boys, twins. At the talent show in episode two, Wanda met a, a woman called Geraldine, which she was with when she was given birth in episode three. After she gave birth and the two boys were in their beds, she explained to Geraldine that she too is a twin and had said about her brother. I feel like I can't pronounce his name correctly, so I think it's, is it Pietro or Pep? Pietro I feel like Pietro we're gonna call him Pietro and Geraldine said almost like oh like oh yeah like she remembered him and said yeah he got killed by Ultron whilst we're in this WandaVision 1970s theme show and Wanda just looks so angry and confused and asks what did you say what how do you know my brother how do you know about Ultron and Geraldine didn't know what to say She's almost like reading off a script and there was no words for her to say. Then Wanda asked, what's that symbol around your neck, like for your necklace? What's that symbol? As it actually, the symbol on her necklace actually matched the same symbol that was on that brightly coloured toy helicopter back in episode two. By Wanda using her powers, she banished Geraldine and kicking her out of this weird 70s fake world. And the last scene is Geraldine, who we think is Geraldine, falls onto a field, still dressed in her 70s gear, but surrounded by what looks like army trucks. Now, episode four is kind of like the explanation as to what the hell is actually going on. So this might sound a bit confusing if you haven't watched it, um, but bear with me. It will all just make sense in the end. Um, so it's kind of, like I said, explaining what's going on in reality. So the person who said her name was Geraldine in the TV show WandaVision, her real name is Monica. Now, Monica works for S.W.O.R.D., like S.W.O.R.D. You know, all that jazz. 
And if anyone has watched um, Captain Marvel, um, will recognize the character Monica because Monica's actually the girl, the little girl in Captain Marvel. Because Captain Marvel is her mum's best friend, if that makes sense. So she's obviously grown up knowing kind of like the Avengers and all already been introduced into this universe and working for Sword. In episode four, it kind of explains how Monica ended up in the WandaVision kind of fake world. So she got paired with Jimmy Wu. Again, I'm so bad at pronouncing names. He's the FBI agent. Now, if you, again, recognize his character, I think he was out of Ant-Man or Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I think he was out of that. So them two got essentially paired up because they needed to go on a missing person case. And it wasn't just a missing person. It was actually a missing town because they were outside the border of Westview speaking to Westview's police department and they were saying that there isn't a Westview there's never been a Westview so Monica and Wu ask where do you live then and they're like Eastview so it's like oh summit's going on here Monica walks over the border and gets a little bit too close and she realizes there's like this invisible energy field that's almost surrounding Westview as a town, protecting it so that no one can get out, but then not many people should really get in kind of thing. However, she gets sucked into it and that's why she was originally in WandaVision, play a Monica who played Geraldine in WandaVision the show. In doing that, she lost her memory and that's why she was kind of very good at acting her character as Geraldine and then some of her memories were coming back and that's why she obviously said to Wanda, mentioned her brother, about Ultron killing him. Whilst this is going on and Monica is in the fake world, um, S.W.O.R.D. teams up with um, a few of the FBI agents, including Jimmy, and recruits some scientists, or what I would describe as scientists. Again, another character link. The main scientist that is in this is called Darcy. Now, you might have recognized Darcy from Thor 1. She was out of the team with... Oh, what's Thor's girlfriend? The um, Natalie Paul. Portman is the actress's name. Is it Jane? I feel like it's something boring like Jane. No offense to any Janes out there whatsoever. So yeah, so Darcy is actually now working with S.W.O.R.D. and the FBI to actually help figure out what the hell's going on. Why is there an invisible field over Westview? And just as trying to figure out what's what's going on really and Darcy then explains what's going on so she explains that the energy that this invisible field is giving off is actually sending a signal to an old tv now my generation will know what I mean by an old TV, you know, with the bit at the back of it, not these flat screen TVs, but like the chunky TVs back in the day, right? So she needs one of those TVs to connect the signal that the energy field is sending off. So when they turn on this old TV, an old fashioned TV show called WandaVision is playing. Later on in episode four, Darcy and Jimmy, the FBI agent, are re-watching episode one, two, and three, and they try and work out what's going on and try and find Monica. We find out that Wanda used her powers to force Monica out of Westview out of this fake world and how Wanda is the one who created this fake world and that vision should be dead but yet in Wanda's world he is very alive. Episode 5 and this is when the episode starts to get a little bit longer um, instead of being 30 minutes they're like kind of 35 nearly 40 minutes long. In this episode it's kind of now what happened after S.W.O.R.D. and the FBI agents found Monica on that field after being kicked out of the fake world. So Monica wakes up at the S.W.O.R.D. base just outside Westview. She gets tested and makes sure she's all okay and well. Monica is reunited with Jimmy and also she meets Darcy. I feel like I say Darcy really poshly. <laughs> All three of them are like the mini team that are trying to fix everything, okay? So they're all three of them trying to brainstorm and figure out this fake world 
as Monica gives as much information as she remembers. She remember entering Westview with a bulletproof jacket on and she has an idea. So she goes to the evidence room where her 70 outfits are being hanged and grabs the gun from Jimmy and starts shooting her 70s outfit. However, the bullets do not go through. Her 70 outfits are essentially bulletproof. So it means that essentially when you go into Westview, it's not just your memory fizzles out and you suddenly change clothes. Whatever you're wearing or whatever you're bringing in with slightly changes itself to fit in to the fake world. In the next scene, there is a sword meeting by, I call him the manager. (laughs) Even though he's not a manager, he's the director of S.W.O.R.D. His name's Tyler. And he shows the whole team, so that's the S.W.O.R.D. agents and the FBI agents, including Darcy, Monica and Jimmy, that it was only nine days ago that there was footage of Wanda entering S.W.O.R.D., stealing Vision, because after Endgame, unfortunately, sorry for spoilers, but Vision completely died. Yeah, technically he died twice, didn't he? But S.W.O.R.D are the people who collected his body and took it and I'm assuming they were like dismantling him because he's obviously made of a machine so they probably wanted to use him for a weapon but in this footage it was Wanda who was storming into sword stealing vision trying to put him back together so that he can bring him back to life but the only thing is what makes vision vision is the mind stone The next question they had to figure out is how have they created a vision without using a mind stone? So they decide to draw out Wanda. They want Wanda to come out of Westview and answer some questions. And in this episode of WandaVision, where we are in like the 80s decade scene now. So what they did is they had a really good idea because of the bulletproof, I was going to say chest, vest, um, was made after the 70s. That's why it had to change to convert into something that was made in the 70s. So they had an idea what if something that was made in the 80s could go in and therefore it wouldn't technically need changing would it so they sent apparently there was a drone there's drones back in 80s i don't i don't really think there was but okay um they sent in this uh, massive kind of drone in to WandaVision and it actually worked into this fake world and they draw Wanda out and she threatens everyone because because she has everything that she's always ever wanted she's got two happy boys the kids are like five at this time I think she's got a happy basic life and she's got everyone that she's ever wanted so as Wanda went back into the fake world the FBI agent Jimmy has an idea to send a message through email to Vision to try and get someone inside the world to realize that it's fake essentially this kind of works because Vision reads it and then he's starts he starts to realize like something isn't right he's noticing the little tiny things about Westview how there's no other children apart from the two boys who are by the way called Tommy and Billy who have also have powers and they are actually 10 in this episode how there's no other children and there's loads of little almost holes it needs some explanation what's going on even vision doesn't really understand what's going on the episode ends with Wanda trying to convince vision that she isn't controlling everyone this is our lives and then suddenly there's a knock at the door vision's like is this you one's like definitely not she opens the door and it's her brother Piet. oh here we go pietro Quicksilver, essentially. Wanda's dead brother. However, as a side note, if anyone obviously has watched X-Men as well, there is a Quicksilver in X-Men as there is obviously Wanda's brother in Avengers as well as Quicksilver, right? However, the guy that plays Quicksilver in X-Men, his name's called Evan Peters, right? However, it's him who is in WandaVision. So this is where I, as a viewer, got very confused because, and it's, to be honest, not hard to confuse me, is it? But I was thinking, so there's a link here between X, obviously there's a natural link between X-Men and the Avengers world anyway, but I was like, is this a stronger link? Why have they chosen to use Evan Peters as Quicksilver slash Wanda's brother? And then I was trying to figure out, wait, is Quicksilver an X-Men 
Wanda's brother. Like I got so confused, right? So I was like, you know what? This is this is episode five and I've watched all of this in one go. And I was like, no, let me watch one more episode just to try and figure out what's actually going on. So in episode six, it's Halloween and Quicksilver, Wanda and Vision and the kids are all dressing up. Wanda and her brother are doing trick-and-treating with the boys whilst Vision's going for a walk. So back on the outside, Monica, Jimmy and Darcy have been removed from the mission because the... keep calling him the manager, but he's not the director, that's it. Because the director wants to destroy Wanda because he believes killing slash removing Wanda from the town, therefore the town will go back to normal. However, he has literally no evidence to back him. So as these three are kicked off the mission, they of course to try and do it themselves. By knocking out some guards and stealing one of the army tracks, they sneak into one of the rooms filled with computers and equipment. And as Darcy is a very handy IT girl, she hacks into the director's information to find out what was Monica's blood work. And it actually appears that because of going into the fake world, Monica's cells were changing. And Darcy warns Monica not to go back into the fake world as she doesn't know why her cells are changing and something may happen but all Monica does she wants to help Wanda and she doesn't want to destroy her Monica gets a call and says that she's arranged a lift for her friends and friend is air quotation so Jimmy the FBI agent goes with Monica to meet the friend however Darcy decides to hang back because she believes that she can find out more information on the computer that she's on Darcy then finds out that the director is tracking vision in the fake world and she can see on her computer a map and she sees where Vision is, and she can see that Vision is actually on the very edge of the fake world, and if he continues, he may cross over. Vision is in the fake world. Whilst on his walk around town, he sees all the children and adults are actually frozen, and he continues to walk and finds that he's actually on the edge of the fake world. He doesn't know what this invisible field is, but he decides to push really, really hard and tries to get through. Vision is greeted with the director, sword agents, and obviously loads of army trucks as well. Darcy obviously sees this on her computer, as we said before, runs towards where the commotion is happening. However, like I said before, Vision can successfully break through. Back with the family and trick-or-treating and all of the happiness that comes with Halloween, Tommy and Billy, these are the two kids, realise through their powers that something is wrong with their dad and turn to Wanda, their mum, to ask for help. Then realising that Vision is out of the circle of the fake world, she uses her powers to expand the fake world fast and wide. And by doing this, it consumes Vision, Darcy and turning agents into clowns. Only the few leaders, including the director, Tyler, um, got away with a few other agents and Jimmy, the FBI agent, and Monica got away. So in episode seven, the fake world WandaVision is in 2000s and Wanda wakes up kind of having like a mini breakdown. She's dressed in like loads of loungewear, kind of like very related to how I feel in lockdown, like an and on furlough, like just waking up, getting breakfast, ignoring anything weird and going straight back to bed. <laughs> That's kind of what she's doing. However, it's almost like something's wrong with her powers because every time she goes past a certain room or something of the furniture, each furniture changes and it, it changes in a way that it goes back a couple of decades. Like say your sofa, you've got a modern sofa, but then suddenly it changes to like an 80s style of sofa and then it changes to a 60s or a 50s style sofa. And it's like her lamp would do it, her TV would do it. And it would throughout the whole kind of like few like almost like half of the episode it was almost like glitches and she couldn't understand why going back to the clown section and the circus area um vision completely remembers exactly what happened the night before however darcy doesn't however vision has the power to make darcy get 
out of her character. I don't know how to explain it into words. It's like the people that were on the outside, as soon as they come in, their memories are erased and they become a character in Wanda's story. But Vision can change it back and change the person from the character from their character back into their their original person. If I'm making any sort of sense whatsoever, it's very hard to explain. But that's what he does with Darcy. And then Darcy realizes that she's with Vision. Of course, Vision has got loads and loads of questions because he, him in himself, has been created by this fake world. And he doesn't know what's actually been happening. And he obviously suspects that Wanda has created this world. Darcy then explains everything to Vision about Age of Ultron, Wanda's brother, all the way to um, Endgame and the fact that Vision is technically dead. Darcy and Vision are then driving back to Wanda's house. But all of a sudden, there's Roadworks appears and it's almost like Wanda doesn't want Vision to come home. So after a while, Vision then just flies away and leaves Darcy. In the meanwhile, the sword agents that got away have set up a temporary base with the director and he is plotting something to try and get in and destroy Wanda. In the next scene, Jimmy, the FBI agent with Monica, are still driving to meet Monica's friends. When they do, they realise that their friends could actually help Monica and Jimmy get into the fake world without losing your memory. Their friends bought this vehicle, right? The only way I'm going to describe it is a mixture of a spaceship with wheels and an army truck. Like, those two kind of combined. The reason why I say kind of like spaceship vibes is because Monica is the one that's going to drive it, but she has to wear like an astronaut suit. So that's why it gives me like spaceship vibes. So that's what she does. She gets in, she drives it, and everyone literally thinks that it's just going to pop into this fake world, right? However, the truck gets stuck on the barrier. Literally, like it's almost like she's just banged against a wall. However, it's almost like this vehicle is sinking into this barrier. However, it's not sinking. It's like I mentioned before, if it, it hasn't been made in the decade that WandaVision is playing, then it needs to change into a version of the decade that WandaVision is playing. And that's what it's doing. It's sinking and changing into an old-fashioned car, essentially. Monica, by a split second, gets out of the vehicle. And the vehicle then, like, the only way I can describe it, it, it just pounces, almost like a catapult, out of the barrier, over Monica's head, and lands between Monica, her friends, and Jimmy, the FBI agent. And you see the vehicle, and it's half old-fashioned car, and half what its original shape is. Monica then looks at the FBI agent Jimmy and says, I can get through. And I'm thinking, yeah, but no, you can't. Like, you're going to lose your memories. I'm so confused. So regardless of what anyone thinks, girl is doing her own thing. She literally bolts into the barrier and almost like how Vision was so, um, it was had so much, he had to use so much force to get out of the barrier to like speak to the sword agents. Monica had to use so much of her effort and energy to like push into the barrier so that she can break through. However, let's remind ourselves that every time Monica went through this barrier, her cells were changing and her DNA was changing like Darcy warned her. And when, and when Monica gets into the fake world, we find out that Monica has some sort of powers. Now, as a viewer, I'm well confused as why Monica has suddenly got powers. And I feel like I need to do a little bit more investigation as to why she has powers. I mean, like, I, like we said, her cells are changing, her DNA is changing. But why isn't every other person's cells changing? Why is it just Monica's? Like, that's how I feel like it is. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm a little bit confused as to why that's happening. Anyway, let's carry on with it. So, this is towards the end of episode 7. Monica runs to Wanda's house and basically bursts into the door and confronts Wanda there and then. Wanda ignores her, 
threatens her and then pushes her out of the house. They have an argument, like almost like a power argument, a mini fight, if you will, outside. A neighbour, Agnes, I believe that's her name, is Wanda's neighbour, comforts Wanda and says, come on, let's go inside. And Wanda kind of realises something wrong. And like I said before, Wanda's powers is being weird all day. Um, Furnitures are going through decades. She's now got someone who she thinks is a stranger coming into her fake world. Like everything's a bit weird and everything's slowly but surely breaking down. And as Agnes comforts Wanda into Agnes's house, I think I'm pronouncing her name right. I can never pronounce names correctly. (laughs) Agnes has been taking care of the boys today just to give Wanda a bit of a break, really. So whilst Wanda's in Agnes's house, she realised like, where's the boys? And Agnes's like, oh, they're just playing in the basement, you know chilling so she obviously goes to the basement to check on them however it's not a normal basement it's like some witchy weird temple thing right it's a it's a dodgy basement let's just call it that and at the end of the episode it it's revealed that agnes is a witch too and from the start of episode one of wandavision agnes has been messing up wanda's fake world on purpose including bringing pietro Oh, I can't say his name. So I'm so bad at saying his name. Back. That's why she was using the actor that played Quicksilver in X Men because it's like same but different. If that makes sense. Again, this is going to be a massive spoiler. Episode seven is the first episode with an after credit scene. And in the after credit scene, Monica, after their little fight with Wanda outside, she obviously knows that Wanda went into Agnes's house, doesn't she? So that's where she starts looking. She goes to try and find Wanda and looks into the back door window and looks kind of pretty much all around like the garage area and then sees a basement door opens the basement door and sees all of Agnes's as we know as Wanda's magic is red Agnes's magic is purple so when Monica opens these doors and sees all of this purple magic who surprises her but the actor who plays Wanda's dead brother he is right next to her and surprises her and then that's the end of the episode oh my god I got pins and needles in my legs from like sitting I'm currently sitting on the floor and I've made myself this own little den I've got my sit I've got a single duvet across my head I've got pillows all over the floor and I've got a blanket that's holding up my microphone. (laughs) Anyway, episode eight. So we are near the end. Episode eight is one of the longer, but episode nine is the longest. So bear with me. We're nearly there. Okay. And then if, uh, and then I'll explain my opinions of everything after I explain episode nine. So episode eight is mainly about what happened to Wanda. It's kind of like the flashback scene. And I always love these type of episodes. It's the episode that explains everything, right? It explains why Wanda created a fake world. And is it actually Wanda who's creating the fake world? And how does she not remember creating it? The episode starts with Agnes is a witch and it kind of shows her background it shows how she used to practice magic with her coven and her mother who was the head of the coven however she started practicing the dark magic it's always it's always the dark magic isn't it her coven tried to kill agnes for practicing dark magic it didn't work out that way and agnes was too powerful and she killed her whole coven including her mother just because they tried to kill her i mean tit for tat isn't it on this i'm gonna call it the timeline journey, okay? It starts off with Agnes taking Wanda back to where it all kind of started. It began with Wanda, her brother, and her parents watching TV, essentially. Now, this might sound a bit basic and a bit normal. However, when Wanda was a child um, in this part of the episode, where she lived, there was actually a war going on. And once a week, they they as a family had a TV night. It's like once a week, like some people nowadays have like movie night, whether it be a Friday night or a Saturday night, um, but they would have a TV night. So once a week they would do that. And whilst they were doing that, they wanted to practice their English as well. Um, Wanda got to pick her favourite show, which was the Dick Van Dyke show. Funny thing is, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but the Dick Van Dyke show mixed with Bewitched as one of their favourite shows that was like kind of displayed in the background. 
was actually a mixture of the two of the scenes that were quite similar to episode one and two. So I was like, oh my God, that was like one and two. I didn't realise that. So as they're all happy, literally saying the TV show word for word and all of this lot, a Stark industry missile comes in and destroys their home and kills their parents. Obviously, Tony Stark, who we know as Iron Man. The next part of the timeline journey was just after her brother died. And so this was just after Age of Ultron as well. This is where Vision was obviously properly alive and was there to comfort Wanda and to just keep her sane. And I think this is where them two started a friendship and then it obviously developed more as like a relationship. So the final part of the timeline journey is just after when Vision died. Sword took Vision's body as he is made of expensive material that Wanda couldn't just take. So after storming through all of Sword's offices, Wanda meets the director and he shows Vision's body parts to her. She then has a closer look and holds her hand on his forehead where the Mind Stone would be and says, I can't feel him anymore. So I'm assuming his soul, if he kind of did have a soul, even though he's a machine, is gone. And the irony of this all is that when a couple of episodes ago we had that meeting and um, Tyler, who is the director, um, was giving the briefing to everyone, it kind of almost made it show like Wanda stole Vision away and Wanda just went in full blazing, killing everyone, grabbing Vision and leaving and just made these fake worlds, right? However, in this episode, what actually happened is Wanda calmly just leaves. She leaves Sword, she gets into her car, she notices there's a note on her seat, I'm not sure if that's always been there, on the passenger seat that is. She opens it and it has a map where we can grow old in a heart and it says V. And I just thought, that's so cute. <laughs> so it's Vision leaving a message for um, Wanda, I'm assuming, obviously, before he died, as in, this is the house that I want to live in so that we can grow together, essentially. So this is what she does. She goes to the location, which is in Westview, shock. While she's driving through, she sees all of the townspeople who played her characters in her own show. She pulls up onto the drive of this house that is marked on this little map and the house isn't even built yet. It's just filled with grass. There's an outline of where the house will be of bricks, but then there's just a load of bricks in the corner kind of thing. So it's not really been built yet. And all of her emotion and all of her kind of power just bursts out. It builds that dream house around her. However, it doesn't just stop there. It builds and builds and builds and creates this whole entire town of Westview. It changes into her dream of what reality should have been like with her vision, kids, marriage, a home and a perfect life. And out of her love, power and emotion, she created her version of vision. And this is how vision has been created in the fake world. After finishing creating everything, it takes so much effort out of her that she sees Vision and she is in the 50s style house back with black and white, hairstyle, outfit, Vision 2. Everything is the exact same as what episode 1 was. And like I said before, episode 1 and I think 2 was like a remake of her two favourite shows because this was her comfort and it reminds her of home. The reason why Agnes wanted to take her down this timeline journey is because she wanted to know how a witch of no training, no coven, no spells or incantations or anything like that can just suddenly create this massive fake world, massive reality of her own. Agnes realizes how Wanda did it and she says, you must be destroyed. You were just meant to be a myth. And like Wanda's obviously like, what the hell do you actually mean? And Agnes just goes, but here you are, the Scarlet Witch. And then that's kind of like the end of the dramatics of episode eight. And again, there is an after scene credit, which is the 
I keep calling him the manager. Like, I keep thinking that I want to call him the manager, but he's not. He's the director. Get the job position right now. He's at Sword's temporary base. So they've created another temporary base, obviously, since the original base was consumed by Wanda's world. And this is the most, not confusing, but the most interesting part, right? So they have a Stark industry missile, very similar to the one that Wanda's parents were killed with, obviously from Tony Stark, aka Iron Man, in this kind of like glass cabinet, but it's almost infused with Wanda's magic. Because like I said before, Wanda's magic is red, right? So it's almost like it's infused with Wanda's magic. And I thought, oh, they're going to like blow this off straight into the fake world and hopefully that will kill Wanda, right? No, 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 no. What they actually do is they use the energy from the missile from Wanda and they send it, as in through wires, into the real Vision's body. However, he is not his classic red and gold. He is ice white but very alive. So at this point, I'm like, what? What's going on? I need answers. What? Like every episode, I'm thinking like, oh, the next episode will just explain what's going on. And then eight episodes later, I'm still like, hold up. (laughs) So finally, at episode nine. Episode nine is the last one. It's the longest. It's about 50 minutes long in itself. So this episode starts where Wanda and Agnes kind of finished off about to like fight each other because Agnes realizes that Wanda is the Scarlet Witch. However, one of Agnes's powers is that she can absorb other witches' powers and therefore use it against them. This is obviously how she fought against all of her coven and killed her mother as well. So whilst they're just about to start their mini witch fight going on, Ice, I'm going to call him Ice Vision and Wanda's Vision, because if we, because otherwise we're going to get confused here. So Ice Vision flies in and tries to destroy Wanda because Wanda instantly thinks that's Vision, like her Vision. However, Wanda's Vision, I'm going to, <laughs> I should have called him the original Vision. He's not the original Vision, though. Oh, God. The red and gold one, right? He comes in and he fights off Ice Vision. Even I'm getting confused trying to explain this. Wanda and her golden red Vision both have a mini conversation, kind of a quick understanding of why Wanda created it. And Vision's kind of like, I know why you created it. I like she he now knows that it's because he died and there was loads of emotion you know her brother's dead her parents are dead her love of her life is dead and she can never have she thinks that she can never have the happiness that she's always ever wanted so they both kind of understand why she created this world and they want to save their family ice vision versus vision and Wanda versus Agnes. They go off and they kind of do their own little fights, right? So whilst this is happening, you actually realise that Monica is trapped in Agnes's house and with who we think is Quicksilver or Wanda's brother, even though Wanda's brother's dead. She then figures out he isn't Wanda's brother. He is just a guy called Ralph who Agnes is controlling so that Agnes can live in Ralph's house so that she can portray it as a happy little neighbor, even though she's a witch. He's not any way related to Wanda whatsoever, but I'm still quite confused as to why they chose Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Agnes explains why the Scarlet Witch was a myth. She says that the Scarlet Witch is someone who was born to cause chaos. Agnes shows Wanda by dispelling the town's people of their characters to show that the original people of the towns, the original people, the original town's people are actually angry, worried, and actually quite scared and in pain of what Wanda has done to them. Wanda says to all of them, like, don't worry, I'm going to make everything perfect. You're all going to be happy. We're going to make it all good. I'm going to stop it all. Agnes is like, well, go on then. There's nothing stopping you. So that's what Wanda does. With all of her power, she uh, tries to undo the barrier to save the townspeople. But this means that her boys and vision, and like her vision, won't exist. 
realizing that one can't exist without the other, Wanda then actually closes the barrier again. In this short space amount of time, when the barrier was opened and then closed, the sword agents and and the director um, to get through into Westview. The final battle begins. This is the massive showdown we've been all waiting for. Agnes and Ice Vision is still there. So like before, Vision flies away with Ice Vision. And whilst they're fighting, Vision tries to get through to Ice Vision. As one does not have the Mind Stone, but the other isn't made of original material. What obviously that means is that Ice Vision doesn't have the Mind Stone that, in my opinion, creates Vision's personality. However, Wanda's gold and red Vision has a version of the Mind Stone, obviously not the real thing, but he isn't made of like actual material. He cannot live outside this fake world. So they start talking in what I describe as like scientists, not scientists, but like in in a very like sciencey talk, right? I don't really understand it, right? But what does happen that I do understand, it's like the gold and red vision downloads all of his memories to ice vision because ice vision doesn't have memories, hence doesn't have the Mind Stone, but he has data. And it's almost like they convince each other that, well, data is memories. It's the kind of same thing. So, like I said, he downloaded all of his memories into Ice Vision, including all of the Avengers and his original death. And then all Ice Vision says is that I am Vision. And then, like, flies away, and then that's it. We, like, don't see him again, so... Whilst Vision battles with Ice, Monica uses her powers to save the boys from the sword agencies, and then the boys and Monica both realises that actually all of them have powers. (laughs) Agnes and Wanda are doing their final showdown as well. Agnes believes that she can fix everything. She thinks that if she absorbs Wanda's powers... She can give the townspeople their memories back. She can give the townspeople their lives back, but keep this fictional world with Wanda, Vision, and the kids. She believes that she can do all of that and tries, but she can't do it unless she absorbs Wanda's power. And that's what that's what Wanda has to give up her power. So Wanda gives all of her powers to Agnes. However. Agnes realises that Wanda has actually cast a spell. A spell that Wanda actually got from Agnes. So she used her own spell on her. And what it is, is that Wanda casts a spell showing runes in the sky. And these runes are essentially symbols. And the spell is, in a given space, only the witch who casts them can use her magic. Therefore, Agnes is blocked from using her or even Wanda's magic. And Wanda is now becoming and embracing the true Scarlet Witch. She draws all of her powers back from Agnes and probably some more. And in full-on costume as a normal Avenger, she is now officially the Scarlet Witch. That sounds very anticlimax of the very like last showdown, but watching it was quite more powerful than me just explaining it. <laughs> because as they like lower down from, because they were obviously in the sky, when they lower down as punishment, Wanda traps Agnes in the character that she chosen to play for Westview WandaVision. But Agnes is like, you'll need me again. So Wanda, as like normal, will be like, well, if I need you, I'll know exactly where you'll be. As Wanda, Vision and the boys walk home, the barrier of the fake world is closing. They say goodnight to the boys as they put them to bed and it's actually goodbye as well. As Wanda and Vision are are downstairs, they have one last moment and in this, Vision asks Wanda, what am I? Wanda says, you are a piece of the Mind Stone that lives in me. You are a body that is made up of wires, gold and blood that I created in my sadness. And with one last goodbye, the barrier finally closes on them and Wanda once again loses her boys and vision, but they are never forgotten. The episode ends with Wanda standing in her house like it was before it was built, just nothing but grass, bricks and mud, 
She slowly walks back into town in her normal clothes like she was before, passing all of the townspeople that remember her, that know her and hate her, and has a conversation with Monica about how the townspeople will never know the sacrifice that Wanda gave up for them. Sirens of, like, police are coming, so Wanda then flies off and she doesn't come back. And that is the end of the episode. And it wouldn't be Marvel if there wasn't just one last after credit scene. FBI agent Jimmy Woo tries to fix the town back together, almost like the sheriff, if you think of it like that, dictating where people need to go and how the sword agencies can also help with this as well, trying to just fix the town back together. And in the background, you can see the director called Tyler of Sword Agents. Um, He's actually being handcuffed and actually taken away because obviously he was essentially the guy that wanted to destroy Wanda. In the very last scene, Monica gets called into, right, they call it a theatre, I call it a cinema, right? So they said, uh, you're being called into the theatre. It's obviously, to me, a cinema. And in one of these massive screens, she walks down in front of the screen with loads of, like, chairs, almost, like, looking at her. This colleague that comes with her shows her her actual true face. This colleague that lured Monica into the cinema is actually a... I'm going to say this so badly. Skull? Skull? It's like skull with an R. (laughs) And if you don't know what a skrull, oh God, they look like green lizards. If you don't know what they are, again, it's a relating thing to Captain Marvel because they were quite, I think they were in Captain Marvel. I would like to think so anyway, they were in Captain Marvel because it would make more sense. Because this colleague who's actually a, here we go, skrull, skrull. I'm so bad with even speaking English and that's my only language. But this person, right? has basically said to Monica that she is sent from an old friend of her mum's and wants to meet you in space. And then that's it. That's the end. And I was like, what? Oh my God, no way. Because that person was sent from Captain Marvel to speak to Monica. Now, I would love if Monica would be in Captain Marvel 2, if they're going to do a Captain Marvel 2. Because then, obviously, she's got these new powers. And I wonder whether they're going to expand on that story and kind of, I don't know, see what her actual power is. Because it's not like she's got one power. It's almost like she has multi. And it's like what's going on there so that is it of the whole nine episodes overall i'm so glad that i waited until all nine episodes were out because if you didn't know what disney plus did is that they were releasing one episode per week so essentially nine weeks you have to wait to figure out what's going on i am so glad i waited nine weeks and avoided any tiktoks about WandaVision, any uh, YouTube about WandaVision, any Instagram, anything about it of anyone trying to figure out what's going on as in the ending of WandaVision. I just scrolled past it. I was like, nope, I am not listening to it. I am not watching it. Because I was like, I just I just want to binge watch it, right? I just want to binge watch all of it all in one go. And then I was planning on actually watching like almost two episodes per day. And this was actually last Sunday, I started watching it and I watched episode one to six all in one go. Because like I said earlier in this episode, in this, sorry, in this podcast, I was like, I just need to know what's happening. Maybe the next episode might tell me what's actually happening. It was like that. And I was, I was clearly hooked. And then earlier on in this week, I watched episodes seven, eight and nine all in one go. Because I was like, hold up, what's actually going out? Something's going down. I need to know. So I, I very much enjoyed this tv show 100 100 i was getting a bit bored of the 19 like almost like episode one to three i was getting a bit like can't you just tell me what's going on now i'm bored of watching this clearly it's a clearly a fake show this wandavision is clearly a fake show in the 1950s and 60s and shock 70s like what's actually going on and i because i'm quite impatient right so i was quite 
I guess if I watched it one episode per week, I would probably think, oh, it's a bit crap, to be honest. But because I just binge watched it, I was like, oh my God, tell me, tell me what's going on. What? How are they going to get in? How are they going to fix this? Is it actually Wanda that's doing the fake world or is it Vision? Is Vision actually alive or is he not? I watched the entire episodes all the way through because in episode one to five, one to six, there is six minutes of credits and you're like, is this six minutes of credits? Is it five minutes of credits and one minute of an after scene? Like what's going on? So I would just keep it on playing because I was like, no, in Marvel, they're going to do something, right? And I actually forgot to watch the end of episode seven, like the after credit scene, because then I watched the, I think it was episode nine when it was like previously on WandaVision and it was Monica with Quicksilver next to her. And I was like, hold up, how is he still here? I thought, I thought he disappeared. Like, what's going on? So I felt like I missed something there. But that was only because I didn't watch the after credit scene. So definitely watch all of them, just in case if I've even, even I could have missed something. Would I recommend this? Definitely. I, I would probably recommend it. I would recommend binge watching it versus watching it one episode per week like they originally wanted to do. Originally, I wanted to watch, like I said, two episodes per night or at least one episode per night. But that didn't go that well because <laughs> I just wanted to know what's happening. So you could try doing that as well if you can do. If you if you just want to binge watch it, all eight, nine episodes in one go, do it. <laughs> it's unfortunately only available on Disney+. Plus. So shout out to Bonnie <laughs> for the Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Ever since they put Marvel onto Disney+, Plus, uh, I, I've been like binge watching all of them. I love it. I know there's, I know Disney in the sense of they're going to try and milk it as much as possible. They're going to try and get as many TV shows and many films out of it as possible, you know, like they did with Star Wars. Um, so I'm excited. I'm exciting. <laughs> I'm excited of what's going to happen, like in the future. I also wanted to point out the only negative thing about this show is, and some people might agree with me here. When you get to the episode part of you realise Agnes is a witch, Agnes and her being a witch and her magic, her storyline, her creepy basement lair thing, it's all very Disney. And I know that's obvious because Disney made it, even though Marvel made it, but Disney, do you know what I mean? I'm assuming Disney has some sort of input. Because now this is how silly I am, because I was watching this like the basement part with um, Agnes's creepy lair, right? And I was thinking, why is this so Disney? And I was like, hold up, Nat. <laughs> You're watching basically Disney here. Even though it's Marvel, it's still under Disney's umbrella, right? So I'm sure they're going to have some sort of part in it. And I just find the character of Agnes quite Disney-fied and her powers and her background and her lair and all that lot just quite Disney. That's the only negative thing that I actually found about it because I was just like, oh, God, that's cheesy. Like, I don't know why, but that's just the vibe that she was giving off is just very kind of like Disney villain, you know? I don't know if anyone else might agree with that. They might not, but that's kind of what my instant thoughts were when I was watching as well. And another thing to make it better, but I doubt it would ever happen, but it's just a thought out there. Whenever cinemas open and I just want to go, you can hear my clapping, I want to go to the cinema. I want WandaVision on cinema. Like, they could do WandaVision Part 1, right, and just air the first, like, five episodes, say, right, and then do WandaVision Part 2, and then air, like, the other episodes, right? I would happily sit there, watch that happily even though I've just obviously watched that in my living room on Disney plus but I would still even more want to go to the cinema with my friends to watch WandaVision again together you know to have popcorn I think it's something about watching stuff at cinema just makes stuff 10 times better than what it actually is at home so I doubt they're actually gonna do that but I would absolutely 100% love it if they did but yeah apart from that um I would rate this a good like 9.5 nearly it's nearly a 10 but it's not a 10 it's it's like that because I loved every minute apart every minute of it apart from little bits of episode one to three about how it I felt like it was kind of like all right come on can you just tell me what's actually going on and also how Disney-fied the character of Agnes was as like a Disney villain would I recommend this to someone who isn't a Marvel fan um yes because it's entertaining however they wouldn't 
understand the inside links between some other characters, like the ending of the eighth shirt, not the eighth episode, the um, the ninth episode, um, relating to Captain Marvel, and obviously how Jimmy Woo was in, I think it was Ant-Man or Ant-Man and the Wasp, and how Darcy was in Thor. Like, they might have if they've seen the other films, but if they, ha- say, if someone never seen any of the other films, they might enjoy it, but they might not enjoy it to the point where they understand what's actually going on. Like, it's entertaining to watch, but I feel like when you know the background of Endgame and, like, just the other Marvel cinematic shows, you kind of, like, can enjoy it ten times more because you know, like, the little links between certain things. But yeah, apart from that, I thought it was a really, really good show. On with the next one. The next um, Marvel Disney thing that I think they're going to release is in a couple of days is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I'm so interested to watch. However, I don't know whether I'm going to watch that once a week, as in like a weekly episode, or whether it's like, should I just wait another nine weeks (laughs) and then do a full on binge? I might do that knowing me. Just to give you a quick update, I am still reading Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Reading for one book a month has gone slightly downhill, but hey-ho, we're we're getting there, we're getting there. I will let you know all over on my Instagram, which is at night underscore tapes, on when my next episode will be up, and also how I'm doing with like reading books. <laughs> I'm trying to basically read books quicker. And it's just not happening. But we're trying, which is the main thing. But yeah, go follow me over on the Instagram because I'll let you know what's uh, my upload schedule all over there. Um, remember to follow the podcast wherever you are listening to. Where, what? what am I trying to say? <laughs> Wherever you are listening to this, follow it. All right. Uh, But apart from that, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It might be quite of a long one. I'm not going to lie, but it's okay. (laughs) It's worth it. Um, And I'll speak to you soon. All right. I hope you have a lovely day, night, evening, and I'll speak to you later. Bye.